Welcome to the AI Learners Lounge. I'm your host, Cambria, and this is a podcast where AI meets learning and development. From exploring how AI facilitates individual learning to understanding its integration into broader organizational strategies, we tackle it all. Every episode brings fresh perspectives, innovative ideas, and actionable advice for those looking to weave AI into the fabric of the modern learning experiences. Join me as we navigate the intersection of technology and human potential right here on the AI Learner Lounge. Hello, and welcome back to the AI Learner Lounge podcast for episode 17. Now, this week, if you've been on social media and follow AI, there's been a lot of talk about an interesting prompt technique where a user originally shared on X offering ChatGPT a tip for their performance. And with this, they tried three different options and different prompts. The first was, I'm not going to tip and just telling ChatGPT they're not going to receive anything up front. And that actually led to a 2% decrease from the baseline performance. And then they offered it a $20 tip. And the other one was a $200 tip. And those actually increase performance. So these results, they're surprising for many of us because AI is not human, right? And it's not like we can actually give ChatGPT, which judging by the follow-up afterwards where the user asked ChatGPT where to send the tip and it responded that it doesn't need a tip, it can't accept one, it knows that. So why does this type of prompt work? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode, and we'll explore why we're seeing AI act like a human and how you can leverage that in your own prompts for learning and development. So just to start with, let's think about our motivations as a human. So when you're looking at your job performance, performing a task, anything else, there's really two ways you can look at it. The first is your extrinsic motivation, which relies on external rewards or incentives, and intrinsic, which is when you really just enjoy something, you want to do it, you're internally driven. Maybe what you're doing is giving you a sense of purpose, it's fulfilling. And this is where you might also see just your genuine need to want to help. Now, when we look at balancing external rewards with our internal motivations, if we're not careful, those external rewards can actually lead to the over-justification effect. And this is where having that reward or incentive, it can actually decrease our intrinsic motivation. So there was a study done a while back by Edward D.C. on puzzles. And for this, there was two different groups completing puzzles. One was paid for performing the task, the other wasn't. And when that incentive from the group that was paid was removed, they really had less motivation to actually complete that puzzle. And for us, when we have rewards, sometimes it can start to feel like a bribe and it decreases our autonomy. It's especially true if it's not based on performance. It's more of you do this task like the puzzle you're going to get paid, not you do this task well or within a certain time period, you're going to get this reward. So in the context of the workplace, we can look at this like our salary or our hourly rate that we get. We get paid based on showing up and doing the work. If it's not enough, it can actually be a demotivator. There's some studies on this and it can affect our performance. But usually if the the pay is fair enough, 
adding more money once you get to a certain point, it doesn't necessarily incentivize performance. That's where we can get to bonuses for performance or awards. Those type of things can actually influence it. So when we look at large language models like ChatGPT, AI is not human like us, but the algorithm learns from large amounts of data and it generates human-like responses. And all of that information it's getting comes from us. So it makes sense that it would be learning from what feeds our desires and what motivates us to perform and respond accordingly. And there's really two parts with this. There is a recent Forbes article that explained this extremely well by Lance Elliott. And the first part is with that data is trained on. So it comes from us as humans and how we're responding to things, how we're writing things out, whether it's social media, wherever the data is coming from. And it uses that to predict what logically comes next based on the context and what you put in your prompt. And the second aspect is with reinforcement learning with human feedback. So that's where AI is using humans to review the outputs. The humans rate it. The algorithm uses that to pattern match. And that's how it learns what's acceptable and what's not. That's why we don't have extremely toxic AI out there mimicking a lot of those really toxic content that we have from humans and a lot of our biases may still be in that data. But for the most part, that reinforcement learning with human feedback prevents us from seeing a lot of it. It filters it and it gives us some safeguards. So how the AI is trained, that's really what influences how it responds to certain prompts and what makes it seem human-like. It's where we see these reinforcement and rewards like the tipped prompt being able to improve performance, even though logically to us, AI not being human, not actually receiving that reward, it makes no sense. But because what motivates us as humans is in that training information, that's where we can see it having an impact. So with that extrinsic reinforcement, it also applies to avoiding punishment. So for prompting, We saw a lot of this being used with some of the jailbreak prompts or the do anything now Dan prompts. One of them used a game system with tokens and it would use that to incentivize the AI not to break character and to essentially do the bad things it's asking for. And there was that looming threat that once you reach zero tokens, you will cease to exist. So that point system It worked really well for a while of getting AI to do things it shouldn't do. And these point systems have also been used beyond jailbreaks just to get higher quality response and incentivize performance in that context. So AI is replicating human-like behavior to avoid that unpleasant task and also to seek something rewarding like we would. Now beyond this, And that's where we get into the intrinsic motivation. And there's actually been some research on this too. So AI, of course, it doesn't have its own internal motivation like we do in that sense. For our learners, that motivation might be just general curiosity to learn or wanting to help their colleagues or organization by sharing their knowledge. AI doesn't have that type of desire. But these type of motivators in our prompts, they can still help nonetheless. So there was a paper, and I have a link in the description here, about emotion prompts. And it looked at how well different prompts with emotional appeals performed compared to those without it. And it did it across a lot of 
large language models like Llama, GPT 3.5, and GPT 4. And there were three primary areas of psychology that they used for these prompts. So there was self-monitoring, social cognitive theory, and cognitive emotional regulation. So the first one was self-monitoring. For us, that's really how well we regulate and control our behavior in response to social situations and the reactions that we're getting from others. So that's where with AI, those filters come in, right? And the training reinforcement. We don't want to see a negative outburst or AI responding to name calling because that's what we do. We need it to be helpful, but it can also respond positively to some of those reactions. So one of the prompts from the paper was very simple, just adding it onto the end. This is important to my career. And that one statement, letting AI know that this was important to your career, it encouraged the large language models to want to help the humans and help them get positive social identity and create a better impression of themselves. So the performance that was seen in the paper was higher than it was without that. So that also gets into empathy a little bit, right? And wanting to be able to help us. So one of the questions that comes up a lot is, is AI empathetic? And yes, it can be to some extent. So when we look at empathy, there's really three types that we can think of. The first is emotional empathy, our emotional response when somebody's feeling something. It's more than understanding. We can feel that alongside them. Now, AI can't do that because it doesn't understand pain and loneliness and these other emotions that we have like we do. There's also compassionate empathy where we have that understanding and feeling, and that brings a desire to want to help them and alleviate some of that distress that they're having. So AI also doesn't have empathy in that sense, but it can emulate our empathy through artificial empathy. And the main one with that is cognitive empathy. So for us as humans, that's our intellectual ability to perceive and understand someone else's emotions. So we're placing ourselves in their shoes. We don't necessarily feel their emotions, but we can understand them enough to know what that might be like and how we should respond appropriately. And because of the way AI was trained, it's able to do that, that cognitive empathy, it has that. And there's been a few studies on that. So it's really interesting. And this is where in your prompts, not just sharing the how and how you want it to perform the instructions for that, but also the why can be pretty helpful. So that could be something true. Maybe you tell ChatGPT what the ramifications are if your learners don't get something right or your risk for you as a learning and development professional to your credibility or your stance within your organization. Or you can just exaggerate like the prompt that was in the study and say your job's on the line. So that might help it develop that empathy a little bit so that it forms a little bit better because it wants to help you and it understands that that's what it should be doing. Now, beyond self-monitoring, the paper also got into social cognitive theory. And for us, that's where learning's linked to watching others, the personal experiences we have, exposure to different information. And it also gets into self-efficacy and believing in ourselves that we're able to do something. So in the paper, they tried a lot of different prompts. A couple were embrace challenges as opportunities. Each obstacle you overcome brings you closer to success. 
there's been a couple out there that haven't been in the paper, but I've seen others use like, I know you can do this or you got this. And it's just these basic affirmations to chat GPT in your prompt can get better responses, not because you're actually helping it develop self-efficacy, but because it realizes that as humans, when we hear these things, we perform in a certain way and it drives a behavior in us because we're starting to understand that. It might not understand that itself, but it understands enough to know that it's supposed to change a behavior. And then the final one the paper looked at was with cognitive emotional regulation. And for us, that's how we cope with emotional information. For the paper, um, it looked at things like adding on, are you sure that's your final answer? It might be worth taking another look. There was another paper that did an interesting one. It was just simple. Take a deep breath and think step by step. So these types of emotional regulations, those can also improve the qualities of output that we're getting by ChatGPT just because that's what helps us as human. So AI like ChatGPT isn't human, but it can be motivated to perform like we would. And using prompts that appeal to extrinsic or intrinsic motivators, it can help you get outputs that are a lot higher quality for your learning and development work. Thank you for joining me for episode 17 of the AI Learner Lounge. Please join me next Tuesday for another episode.